0: did hear about this welcome everybody to this week's episode of (laughs) comics corner uh i may i may may not cut out the first bit i haven't decided yet but welcome to this week's episode uh we've got a lot of interesting stuff that we're doing this week Mm -hmm. uh kind of a a hodgepodge week there isn't a whole lot going on in terms of news uh we've got a couple of cool things coming out of uh dc marvel Uh, And then we're going to talk uh, Daredevil and Black Lightning. In addition to that, we are going to delve into a realm which we are even more passionate about, Star Wars, (laughs) and some of the Star Wars comics. So We couldn't have picked a better time.
1: I mean, May 4th is right around the corner.
0: Literally. uh, And if we ever get stuff together we are going to review bad batch i think
1: that would be fun <laughs> i would like this
0: i think i i think we're gonna try and do this um so it may may not be this first week coming up but we will we will get there one way or the other uh and hopefully we'll be with all four of us instead of just the two of us so have that coming up uh how's it been christy how you been this week
1: I've been fine. Um, just living life. We had the NFL draft, which was very exciting and wonderful and I, you were uh, you were chatting in our Discord for part of that. That was very helpful.
0: Yeah, I'm a Soho nerd uh, as you yeah. can see when it comes we to were, sports.
1: <laughs> um, the Hubs and I were, were helping to host a draft night party fun. Um, which is always fun because I'm still staying away from people. So I sat in a corner and was just like warding people off from getting too close to me um and uh we were also competing against like the other stores to see who could make the right guesses Uh. and we picked that Owasso guy from Notre Dame like 14 times so our (laughs) store did not win
0: yeah (laughs) I was actually surprised at how low he dropped uh but unfortunately this year it was a lot of we need offense and not defense. Hey, Thane, yeah. how's it going, bud? Excellent.
1: Yeah. So it it was it was an interesting night. I I always forget that the draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, I know the teams. I don't, for the life of me, remember who any of these people are. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know what what like the Vikings need versus what Green Bay needs or any of that. So I'm just like, mmm that one
0: yeah but my packers are in a world of hurt because aaron Rodgers wants to leave and they won't trade him so that'll be fun and tell
1: me about it i live in houston <laughs> like all all houston sports have just completely bottomed out we we've gotten rid of nearly every star that we have on on every team it's a it's a building year
0: yeah Yep. Uh the
1: building year all around. You know, I,
0: I feel that literally the only team of mine that I root for that is actually doing well currently is my soccer team in England. Uh go Chelsea. Uh but you know, my angels are kinda eh uh <laughs> We're talking football at the moment, Thane. Give us a sec, we will get into comics, I promise. Yeah, um, that is
1: what we're here for.
0: Yeah uh but yeah you know it's 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 been a little bit of a crazy week uh i had some some family health stuff that yeah. well uh thank god it, it came out okay they were able to to get everything in the first go and um excellent
1: really good news
0: yeah uh i was a mess most of the week so as these guys can attest i was just all over the place but Um, yeah. Got everything. I am much better with a plan and with research. And once I was able to do my research and, you know, kind of go, okay, this makes sense. Um, we're able to get past it. The draft was a lovely distraction. Um, although, yeah, my, my Packers are in trouble. Uh, in a number of fronts, unfortunately. But hey, uh we shall uh hopefully do well this year i hope uh i hope and my angels somehow yeah i hope um you
1: know if your team doesn't do well this year that just means they get a better pick next year <laughs> this is true Unless they traded all their picks away for the next five years in which case yikes you know someday
0: yeah you know it was funny i was watching that movie uh draft day uh and it's it was the most... Rid- uh, the one with Kevin Costner? Yes, it's just... It's ridiculous, it's cheesy, but it's exactly how it happens. And as I was watching, I was like, I forgot Chaswick Boseman was in this film. And then I started to tear up, and I was like, what the heck? But, interesting film. Uh, yeah, you know, this year's draft's been really weird simply because there was so much time, but it feels like, between the college season and the draft. And because of like, 2020 being what it was, time has lost all meaning. So it feels yeah. like a lifetime ago. <laughs> and I'm just like, what is happening right now? But anyways, so yeah, we've uh, we've got some interesting, fun stuff. But
1: we've got some news. We've got some some highlights to hit.
0: Yep. So before we get into that, the that blah 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 blah, check out this promo vid for our charity stream that we've got coming up and we will see you guys right after this
1: of some
0: of that you know yeah uh, thank god i work for universities, so i get the student pricing yeah. it's great i love it uh, anyways we're back uh that looked
1: fantastic good good work <laughs> on that excellent
0: production uh, you know slowly but surely we are amping the production value around here um so uh we've got so that is the charity that we are supporting a uh, little bit about them may 29th which is coming up really rapidly 24-hour charity stream right here uh please go check out their website if you would like more information or hit me or uh, k gaming up on discord uh she's the one that picked this particular charity i feel like i know way too much about them just researching them for this video so we know a lot Um
1: Speaking of that, um we do have a shirt in our merch store. I'm going to put the link directly to it. Um all of our our proceeds for this shirt, um you can get it on a sticker or a magnet or a coffee mug, whatever you want to get this design on, all of our proceeds for that, it are also going to be donated along with whatever we raised for the
0: stream yes and we will be donating every donating everything that comes through twitch we will also be doing a tiltify um mm-hmm. and we've got all kinds of crazy stuff planned weird things for hype trains we've got donation goals of which we're gonna you know do things like turn llama into a metalhead some more or you know make kate play with a ouija board and phasma and all these fun weird things we like yeah. to torture us with so as far as the news goes uh, so we've got a couple of things, uh, happening. Uh, there is an excellent article on Marvel.com if you guys want to read it, and I will post the link, uh, mm-hmm. with the, uh, director for Eternals who just won her first Oscar. Uh, there we go. Um, uh, so that's a good read, but more importantly, uh, we got... Uh, casting news for the uh, HBO Max Green Lantern show which yeah I'm not entirely sure if they are going to just do Guy Gardner uh, or if they are going to do more than one Green Lantern uh, but and I have to pull it up because his name eludes me uh Flint Whitlaw or Whit rock i think is how you say it he's from american horror looks right yeah he's from american horror story and ratcheted uh he is going to be playing guy gardner uh which if you we did several episodes ago we did a whole thing on comics corner for guy gardner um hi boba yeah
1: my my dog agrees we did discuss (laughs) guy gardner already (laughs) Uh
0: so yeah, he's uh he's interesting. He's uh hot-blooded typical frat boy of a character. Uh which I'm curious how they're going to play him because in the comics he is like hyper patriotic almost to like obsession. Kind of think the DC version of John Walker. Uh yeah. so that'll be fun. Uh also in casting news, we got uh ca- uh a new live action version of scarecrow uh in titan season three and i'm gonna butcher his name so bear with me vincent carthasius i have no idea um he's going to That's uh <laughs> yeah he's gonna be playing scarecrow uh if you are fans of madman he is from that show um let me see, what else has he been in? Scarecrow
1: is a, is one of my favorite Batman villains. Yes. I am really looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, there's only been two live-action versions of Scarecrow. There was the uh, one in uh, Batman Begins uh, and yeah. the actor, I, I can picture him, but for the life of me, I can't remember his name. Um,
1: oh, hold on a second and I'll have it for you.
0: And then uh there was the do 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 in Gotham. Yes, there was one in Gotham. Uh, a really young version. Uh so the guy playing him, he's done a lot of TV. Uh recognize him from Murphy
1: Ma- was the Dark Knight.
0: Yes, that guy. Uh, creepy, kinda reminds me of a young young Mad Mickelson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. so that'll be fun. Uh but uh, Scarecrow is fun. He's best portrayed usually in uh, animation. Uh, the uh, And I forget the actor's name, but the guy who did him for uh, the Batman Arkham game was phenomenal.
1: Seriously, I love the Arkham game. Yes,
0: yeah, so good.
1: I, Scarecrow is by far the best part of that game. Oh, yeah. When you have those creepy scenes when you're sneaking around and he's gigantic, It hands down, that is what makes the game for me. Yep. Well, that and collecting things, because I really like to collect
0: things. (laughs) Yep. Uh, (laughs) uh, Also, uh, October 16th, 2021, is DC Fandom. It is going to be virtual again this year, so that'll be fun. Uh, It's kind of, you know, if you haven't watched it, it's a mini Comic Con, basically, but only for DC. Um, so I am sure that we will have a ton more of announcements. Uh we got a bunch last year. Should be interesting to kind of see what they do coming up. Uh there's been a lot of memes recently comparing Marvel and DC, and it was like, you know, DC, the fans want the Snyderverse, and DC's like, no. Marvel fans are like, we want an hour of Zemo dancing. And they're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it doesn't have to be this difficult
1: yeah honestly that that is exactly where we're at we are at two different mindsets Mm -hmm. one where some person in power is back in like the old school we're gonna make what the studio wants to make kind of mindset yep and then The other mindset is we are fans of the product and we want to make the film that we would want to see if we were just watching it. So obviously this is where, where the Marvel and DC divide is. I still, am going to watch the DC stuff, but I don't want to spend money on it. Like going to the theater next Marvel movie comes out. I'm going to have a hard time wanting to stay home.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, my, my theater opens May 14th, and I cannot wait, uh, mm-hmm. simply because I'm to the point where I'm like, cool, I'm vaccinated, I'm way past the 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 full immunity time frame, I am ready to get back out there, and I will go watch a crappy movie just to go see a movie in a theater right now, like, I'm at that point in my life.
1: Yeah, it it's tempting for me, I'm, I'm trying to still be cautious for myself, because I know everything yeah. I'm faced with but um we were like i i was dropping the hubs off at the grocery store and i was waiting in the car while he went in and i saw they had built a new movie theater in this shopping plaza and i was like oh movie theaters right i missed that i missed the bucket of popcorn i don't actually want to eat more than a handful of
0: right uh, yeah i i'm so so pumped um uh, and it's funny because there's you know theaters as they were will never succeed ever again Mm -hmm. uh it'll be a lot of more of the alamo draft house type style of theaters where you can, you know go have dinner and a movie and all that fun stuff um
1: as it was the theaters were already like going in that direction yeah though just the regular amc near my house had a full bar yep by the time you know, like they had the nice loungy reclining seats. Oh, they so were nice. all trying to to change with the times. Yeah. And then this hit them right in their pockets, you know, like
0: Yeah, and and I remember hard... Yeah, and I remember and I hope that like Marvel or not Marvel, but uh like Regal and stuff goes back to this because when uh they first reopened in like October, I think it was I don't know time has lost all meaning like i said earlier uh when they reopened mm. last year and then had to shut back down uh, yeah you know they were doing a lot of these i went and saw the extended edition of lord of the rings in theaters okay for like 15 bucks total. do i have them at home yes in fact it's sitting right here but there's something about seeing it on a theater again and i haven't seen it in theaters mm. since it came out you know 20 something years ago now but it was so it was so glorious it was so great uh and i hope that they do stuff like that again because i think people will go just to get out of the house
1: it it's less experiencing something new coming out yeah because we can see it streaming we can we can watch it one of a dozen ways and from the convenience of our home movie theaters are the same as i treat a baseball park Mm -hmm. it's about the shared experience where you're all there having this moment together it's a sense of community yeah so i think that's what it really needs to get to it's going to be less you know this movie's coming out you've got to see it or you'll never see it another way yeah Because I don't think that we're ever going to go back to that. Where if you don't watch it in the theater, you're just never going
0: to see it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny that the invention of, like, VHS really changed everything when it came to movies. Because Mm -hmm. before then, they just used to re-release them every, you know, 10, 10, 15 years. Uh, Yeah. And that's how things like Gone with the Wind were the number one box office film of all time until right. endgame overtook it which i kind of want them to be slightly petty and re-release endgame in theater just to retake of avatar
1: i know like i i bless their hearts i know that everybody is different and people have preferences but i just don't think avatar is a good movie
0: i watched it once
1: it's a stupid storyline and yes it had nice visual effects Yeah, but it has not held up for the test of time no. it is a creepy story
0: and it, it, it's it's not like the optics in certain parts are not great in it yeah um and there is like i watched it with friends because they were like you have to watch this film and i was like fine so i waited till it came out on on rental and watched it and then i was like okay this isn't horrible right i tried my family wanted to then watch it so i tried watch it i made it 45 minutes i was like i'm done yeah this is too slow it it was as bad as the transformers film with the dinosaurs and i can't think of it the title to save my life
1: i transformers 52 yeah. dinosaur movie.
0: i saw yeah. it with friends right because we're like oh, okay you know it's a popcorn film like that's why we go to see these movies right yeah I saw it with her, with my best friend, one day. Then my grandmother wanted to go, so we took her two days later. I pulled up my phone and was reading a book halfway through the movie because I was so bored. I was like, "Good lord! I did not realize the pacing was this bad."
1: Yeah, like for the Avatar movie, I think that I waited till it was maybe on TV. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that really like spoke to me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to see it," which is weird because usually like I am the intersection of sci-fi and fantasy if if it was something that looked good I would have been first in the door you know yeah and I'm pretty sure I waited until renting it maybe on on like Redbox or it was on tv and it was just even waiting that long I think it still took me a couple of times to get through the whole thing because it was just it was slow it was boring and i was like i don't care about any of these p- people yeah you know and there was like the weird tenderly uh, just i had friends that could have been amazing yeah. but it's, it's like somebody said hey i i have this really cool idea for a visual effect and then they just chucked any actual ru- written story into it
0: yeah it, it's it it, that's exactly anything. it uh, yeah. I I had friends that went saw it ten times in the theaters. So I'm like, why? I don't get it. Yeah. And now, granted, this was right when things like uh, R P X was coming out for uh Regal and IMAX really became a thing. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, instead of
1: just some novelty that was like at at the planetarium.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, d- and I don't think that Warner Brothers realized this. If they released the Snyder Cut for IMAX only, they would make a killing because everybody would want to go see it in IMAX. I know I would. It would sell
1: out. <laughs>
0: like, it would be, it, it doesn't even have to be 3D IMAX. Like, it, it, both of them would sell out.
1: Now, mind you, Snyderverse is like six hours long. Yeah. And they would still tempt me to want to go to see that in IMAX.
0: Right. I've seen it like four times. Um yeah and it's great to to watch oh could you imagine watching
1: wandavision up there like that
0: oh yes Uh, no i'm not gonna lie i uh, slight detour uh i do play marvel strike force they have introduced this concept of costumes for the characters
1: i heard about this
0: they are putting the wandavision costumes in and i'm like i'm free to play but i would buy those costumes
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: and I was like, "Oh, you guys are gonna tempt me to spend money in a game that I shouldn't be spending money yeah. on."
1: Okay, so since we're since we're talking about Marvel video games, because we're we've completely lost the train. Of- <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. There's not that much news. We can talk about anything. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if it's Marvel Strike Force. So correct me if I if I'm wrong. It might be like Avengers Alliance or something mm-hmm. else. I don't know. But um, I heard that the Netflix MCU characters uh-huh. are being released as like a comic, like a, a costume choice.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. And like, this Hold is on. how it, it was. It was like kind of a spoiler rumor sort of thing about how we can bring those closer into the MCU.
0: Because the Netflix shows
1: are in the MCU. They refer to things that have happened in the movies, but none of those characters have appeared in an MCU movie yet. Oh, huh, hold on! I say yet because, as we're we're going to talk about with Daredevil, is <laughs> heavily rumored to be playing Daredevil in the next Spider-Man movie.
0: Yes. Uh, let's see. Marvel Striforce. Force. Okay, so it's not the other Marvel games, so it could very well be Marvel Strike Force.
1: I'm I'm thinking so. It was something about like um it's being released as a costume choice. So like Luke Cage has his his Netflix show appearance. Uh-huh. And that it would be like a costume for your character and it's it's referred to as uh Marvel Studios
0: Luke Cage. Okay. That makes sense. Let's see. i know that they announced this like forever ago uh yes yes it is it is for orbital strike force interesting nice that that's curious uh okay so back to news because i keep staring at this deadline article and i'm like i have There's to get back news. to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah pardon my tangent um hey that was a fantastic <laughs> tangent we were all there together <laughs> So, the last little bit of Marvel news that we've got is, of course, casting news. We are slowly but surely learning more about who is going to be in Secret Invasion. So, we got the uh, Queen of Dragons herself. We have the Queen, Olivia Coleman. Uh, yeah. We have Olivia
1: Coleman, Amelia Clark. Uh, um,
0: ben Kingsley. No, no, wrong wrong words. Uh, Kingsley Benadere. There's the right combination of words, because that's a different person. Uh, Different person
1: altogether. (laughs) Probably still British, though. Probably. It seems like anyone named Kingsley seems to be British.
0: Just a little bit. Uh, And then, of course, we've got uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Ben Mickelson Mm -hmm. returning. But the one that we got uh, over uh, the other day was Killian Scott, who, if you are a fan of anything British, uh, he has been in a couple of of things for the BBC recently, Um, is going to be in Secret Invasion. I have no idea who he's going to play, but... I don't know, but this is a whole lot of British actors that it's going to be
1: in Secret Invasion. Yes. It makes me so excited to see what storyline they could be taking.
0: I'm just like, the man is gorgeous. Like and he's irish which just makes me happy um
1: <laughs> just brings you joy in in general
0: i'm a sucker for a british irish accent i am uh anyways i digress uh so and uh, in other
1: marvel news just a couple hours ago we got our very first look of ms marvel yes Kamala khan hold on um she is going to have Ha-ha. her own headlined uh, disney plus show yes marvel yeah thank you you're welcome (laughs) Um, and this is incredibly comic book accurate yes they are doing such a great job especially with the um with the disney plus shows i mean wanda got her scarlet witch costume yep looks fantastic sam got his captain america falcon costume absolutely comic book accurate yep even walker got his u.s agent costume which is perfect um kamala khan looks absolutely ideal in this and then we've got um we've seen images of hawkeye and kate bishop yes from the hawkeye tv show and that looks perfect yep so they're really like marvel has done a great job of casting comic like they the costumes nah, can be hit and miss like it it's usually reminiscent yeah but i mean it's made for a movie they want it to look impressive they are really going in on making sure all of the little details are perfect
0: well uh, yeah and not only that but they recently in the comics have made an effort to not have ridiculously stupid costumes <laughs> yeah. You know, so some of the old school costumes are yikes. Oh yeah.
1: Let, let's say problematic. Yeah,
0: that's that's a polite way of putting it.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, and uh, honestly Kamala Khan is she is a teenager, I believe at the beginning of her run. Yeah. So it would be completely inappropriate to have something that's hypersexualized or revealing. Yeah. So this is and it, this is very true to the character too. And this is one of the things that she's she's a very new comic book character. She's only been around the last handful of years.
0: Yes, but and but now I, we've got um, we've got almost all of the Young Avengers now. So we've got
1: yeah. oh gosh, I'm so excited.
0: Tommy and Billy. We've got Miss Marvel. We've got Kate Bishop. We've got uh, Eliza Eli Bradley. Yeah, Eli Dr. Bradley. Yeah,
1: uh, he's gonna be Patriot.
0: There's been a lot of rumors that they're going to. Well, it's been a lot of rumors they're going to do Squirrel Girl. I know Anna Kendrick has been after to play Squirrel Girl for years. So and, yes, please.
1: And heavily a fan favorite.
0: So yes, yeah. please. Um, and I'm sure there's other ones that I'm I'm missing, but those are kind of the main Young Avengers cast. Yeah. I
1: the only one I think that I can think of. For Young Avengers that I haven't seen yet is Hulkling, mm-hmm. um, but that so could pop
0: up in She-Hulk. Uh, She-Hulk, yeah,
1: exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um So I I feel like like Marvel always has an end game that is like ten years out. Yep, you know yep. they throughout the Phase One, Phase Two, Phase. I think we're on five now, maybe? Four or five?
0: Yeah, we're four, I think it is.
1: They have built such a tapestry that they can take these projects and go in side directions Mm -hmm. and then they wrap it all up somehow and you're like, oh, this was always how this Mm -hmm. was going to be, you know? This is always how it was meant to be. No, And I think that's what they're doing with this. I think that there's going to be a Young Avengers project where they take all of these people who they've You know, pulled into the universe in their young adolescence, teenage years. Mm -hmm. By the time these actors are actually like in their 20s, they're going to have them playing in this huge movie that's going to be so epic. It's going to be fantastic.
0: Now, here's the thing. So, we are a good probably five, six years off of the massive Secret Invasion movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. In the comics, the Young Avengers were the first ones to respond to Secret Invasion. Oh, nice. So we could be heading in that direction. My guess is they will bring him them in in the TV show first mm-hmm. and then level everybody up. You know, could you imagine an adult version of Tommy and Billy with Wanda and Vision?
1: Uh, that could be pretty amazing. Yeah,
0: yes, please. Well, you know,
1: we also we also need to have those characters go through a whole arc where they don't know each other
0: yeah that too um
1: because in the comics once once wanda's kind of reality shatters the kids are disappeared they go back into mephisto like there's a there's a whole storyline where they're kind of like reincarnated yeah and then they develop their powers and they find each other and they find out their entire past so you could tell some very interesting stories that way.
0: I knew there was one Whether I was forgetting. It's... Uh, Miss America. Um.
1: Uh... Oh, America Chavez. Yeah, that. that right?
0: Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. I knew there um, was I one like I was she forgetting. Was
1: supposed to be somewhere. Hold on. I feel like she got that there's a casting for her.
0: Yeah, I want to say she's in something coming up, but I don't remember what it is.
1: Yeah, she's going to be in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness.
0: That's what it is. So that would uh, that would be interesting. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. there's so many pieces put in place, and with Cassie Lang as well, um, yeah. that, you know... Uh, it very well could be really quickly that this happens. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe that is their plan to replace the original six. And
1: hey, honestly, we've got so many like crazy, wonderful team ups in the comics that you could do a lot of different things mm-hmm. and do it really well. So yeah, we could we could go this route. Um we know that we're eventually going to get back to Fantastic 4. Yep. We're eventually going to get an X-Men movie. Yep. So Marvel is doing what the comics do really well and that's leaning on side characters, telling a new story using the framework that they've already got.
0: Yep so it'll be interesting uh, going forward I'm sure Kevin Feige has this all planned out in his head um, oh
1: I'm, I'm sure there's like boards full of post-it notes somewhere you know
0: if you've ever seen how like uh, R- R- George R. R. Martin like plans Game of Thrones in terms of storylines I imagine that's how or or the conspiracy okay. meme I'm sure that's yeah. what it looks like <laughs> there, there are strings going from here to here to here yep all Definitely. right, so uh, we're going to head into This Week in Comics history, and we'll be right back. And now, for This Week in Comics history. All right, there we go. Right button. I'll clean that up in post. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, oh, did I it? What is it? was all my zoom window. Oops. All of my zoom windows are like massively out of shape. Good lord.
1: Yeah, I think that the,
0: uh, Her. like when I
1: made the black and white copy, I think it's off.
0: Well, no, I think I what, what it copied it, but you know, I think what it is is my, my preview window is smaller, uh, because mm-hmm. I have so much in OBS right now that I think it, it shrunk yeah. it and I wasn't paying attention. But, anyways, that's fine. So this week is we've. That- um,
1: wait before we before we discuss anything, can we talk about the image you pulled for Daredevil? Is he hugging Black Widow?
0: Yes, yes, he is. Okay, um,
1: I just needed to confirm this so I can get in the right head space. We're talking about Daredevil, and you find you find in the ether an image of him with Black Widow.
0: So I'm I, I'm not sure if this is comic book art or fan art. But I didn't necessarily want to pull a picture of Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Like, don't get me wrong, I love his Daredevil; he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was already doing that for Black Lightning, and I was like, I didn't want to do that for both. And that was the yeah. first one I found that was not like the right sizing. Uh, I'm
1: I'm looking, I'm
0: looking. To see uh, if you have can can you block the uh, genius that just decided to? bought us um i don't know if i can
1: honestly i i don't know how to okay hold on
0: sorry no you're good uh give me two secs guys sorry dealing with mod stuff so if you look on the twitch screen there's a little corner or a little uh Air, uh, yeah, sword I was
1: clicking that but I don't I don't know enough about it I'll have Paul teach me later
0: okay and then I just do to do, do and I just go to this guy and then I ban him there we go excellent good job <laughs> okay sorry multitasking um anyways yeah that was the, the first one I found oh, that was the right mod sizing off. Ah. okay that oh, was yeah. that was the right uh, sizing, and I was like, "Well, that works." Yeah. Since we talked extensively in the Black Widow one about how she has such a history with Daredevil, mm-hmm. um. So, anyways, back to Daredevil. So, um, he was created by Stan Lee and Bill Everett Everett with mm-hmm. Jack Kirby had some input, but at the time, like, it wasn't official. Um, And then a lot of what we know of Daredevil today uh, came from Frank Miller's writing in the 80s, but he did appear in Daredevil number one in April of 1964. Uh, There's been a bunch of different kind of ideas as to how he lost his sight. I kind of like in the comics, it was like a radioactive thing uh in the ben affleck movie it was a chemical burn which i think seems more realistic (laughs) yeah um
1: a a little bit more real world than
0: uh yeah uh and so because of that he develops uh over heightened senses and and basically has like sonar and echolocation abilities and that's how he mm-hmm. fights, which I have to say I wouldn't rewatch the 2002 Daredevil movie. Uh, <laughs> I think it was maybe 2003. Uh, I
1: rewatched the Netflix series. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't get me wrong. The Netflix series is amazing, but that's a lot of time, and it's I was a
1: lot better. Yeah, like, I, I am not opposed to the ben affleck daredevil but the charlie cox daredevil is better oh yeah for sure down better stories better acting
0: yeah it was it was it was a lot um but it's not horrible like parts of it are okay the the bullseye storyline sucked but
1: uh oh oh i forgot about that
0: yeah with Um, colin Colin farrell yeah yeah
1: he looked creepy
0: he was something else. Uh but I do like Jennifer Gardner as Elektra. And I was really hoping they'd yeah. cast her as She-Hulk, but that's a different conversation. Anyways. That
1: would have been kind of fun.
0: Right. Um, so. Uh He gets blinded as a kid. He ha uh his dad, Jack Murdoch, who's a boxer, mm-hmm. uh is uh basically a a uh, mob guy without being an actual made man uh, gets killed for not throwing a fight um, yeah. and then we get into kind of the fondness of bullseye and kingpin and he's mostly you know fighting the mob mm-hmm. which makes sense in hell's kitchen and, in new york
1: yeah he's he's very 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 catholic mhm He is the most Catholic that Catholic could ever be in a comic book.
0: Yeah. Um, He
1: he goes to law school. um, So even though he comes from a very poor background and was orphaned quite young, um, he is very intelligent. He goes to school. He becomes a lawyer. And so he tries to help people by day by being a lawyer and help people at night by being Daredevil. Yep. But I, I do like, especially with this character and this is, this is where the Netflix show really, I think, did a great job with him. They portray him as having that anger inside. Yep. And Daredevil is how he releases it. it it's how he kind of rails against the world for everything bad that's happened to him. And yep. I really enjoyed that emotional journey. I think that they did it really well. Um, there is always like a mystical ninja kind of aspect to the character mm-hmm. where um you know he's he's trained in all of these ninja fighting techniques and he his greatest enemy besides bullseye and kingpin is the hand yeah um which is a like a ninja assassin organization yeah so it's it's
0: always ninjas, you know? Yeah, and, and that's where Elektra comes out of. And he does have romantic relationships with both Black Widow and Elektra, uh, to varying degrees of disaster. Um, he... <laughs> that's quite a way to put it, yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, he's... He's bad at relationships. Um, so his team affiliations are Defenders, New Avengers, Shield marvel knights which is the run of marvel comics that basically saved marvel as we know it uh the chase and of course the hand uh he's had an interesting uh he's had an interesting kind of run over the years uh he's had some some weird kind of uh writers uh it wasn't really until the 80s with frank miller that it he really kind of set Daredevil uh you know and that's where we get a lot of the uh the, the origin story as we know it uh hey Sheps uh, we are currently talking Daredevil and Black Lightning and then we're going to get into uh Star Wars comic Age of the Rebellion uh and talk some other cool kind of stuff coming up um so it was in the 80s that we got the kind of typical that jack murdoch is a drunk who sometimes beats the son, sometimes not depending on the telling uh, yeah. you know and we get uh that's where kingpin stops really being a spider-man villain and goes to being a daredevil villain and we get a lot of interaction between uh daredevil and um uh, spider-man because they're in the same city, so they share a lot of the same villains. They, you know, there's a lot of crossover events yeah. between the two. And and they're
1: both, you know, people that jump off of buildings yeah. and just know that they'll be okay. So, you know.
0: Yeah, and, and we get so he leaves New York a couple of times. He goes to San Francisco at one point with uh, Black Widow, which is a weird and interesting run. Uh, and it wasn't until more recently where uh, we get this very interesting crossover story where he leaves New York and leaves basically Hell's Kitchen in the hands of the Darja Milaje, which I probably said wrong um, and basically lets Wakanda like take over which is weird but I'm like cool I'm down with this well, um, as
1: we just found out from Falcon and Winter Soldier, they have jurisdiction wherever they are.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, he's got a, a couple of interesting series. Is uh, I will post uh, recommend a reading in our uh, Discord server our
1: Discord.
0: later on today. Uh, one of my favorite versions of this character is uh in neil gaiman's Mar- marvel 1602 uh where he plays a blind balladeered <laughs> and i'm just like this is so much fun i love this um uh, but yeah there's a lot of a lot of weird
1: i need to go back and read that series
0: a little weird I've seen, I've seen
1: parts of it yeah it's all very piratey very you know middle ages yeah people are knights instead of superheroes
0: it's it is good fun yeah it, it, it's I, he's a fun character uh he's got a, a surprisingly good set of villains um mm-hmm. some of them have very strange names but he does uh he does fight parts of the sinister six so electro being one of them uh yeah he has guys like the Owl, Purple Man, Mister Fear, Fear Stilt Man, Gladiator, the Jester, Man Bull, Dust docker of course. So we mentioned earlier Bullseye being his most prominent, along with the Kingpin mm-hmm. and kind of everything that includes that. Uh, with those, you know, characters, yeah. he mostly uh is used within like live action stuff as a lawyer <laughs> uh, yeah. which a lot of people Standard think
1: if you need a lawyer call call Matt Murdock.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people think that's how he's going to be pulled into the MCU proper. Uh, yeah. so that'll be fun. Uh... I, it it
1: is it is a rumor, but he is reported to be in the Spider-Man movie No Way Home.
0: Yes. And
1: that is it is heavily suggested that that's what he'll be doing is that um, at at the end of Far From Home, Peter Parker was outed. Um, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. So the whole world knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man, and it it seems like he's going to be held accountable for something, and will need a lawyer, and that's that's kind of where we're picking up that story, and why we think that's where it's going to go. Yeah. But regardless uh of Mhm. of the entire Netflix Marvel series of shows. Yeah. Um like I I prefer the tone of Jessica Jones. It was very film noir, very like detectivey, private eye. Yeah. But the the interaction between those two characters, the way that they chose to portray them, I think those are some of the strongest acting performances with any of those shows.
0: Yeah, it, you know it'll be interesting. Of course, IMDb is not telling me anything, but yeah, they won't. Um, well, you
1: know they're also still not saying that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it, and there have been photos, yeah, of them like on set, yeah. so.
0: I, I, don't care. Anything. I don't
1: care if it's literally one frame in the movie yep. I, it is enough for me that is all i need
0: yep uh and of course he's been played by a variety of people but most notably uh ben affleck and of course charlie cox who if the rumors are true that is who will be playing him in the mcu is my guess uh i mean honestly with the exception of iron fist uh the casting of the defenders is actually kind of perfect. Uh,
1: yeah, and and even then Iron Fist isn't bad casting. It's just he doesn't know any martial arts and it's quite apparent he didn't train.
0: Well it like not only that, but the production quote so, well yeah. The yeah. But
1: if anyone in that cast actually took it seriously and decided, oh you know i'm i'm in this kung fu master kind of movie i should like really study martial arts and maybe learn taekwondo and they're not going to be a black belt but you can you can suspend the disbelief yeah but they didn't like the only thing they did was they would script like okay punch this way and oh this is how you meditate and like that that's the part that really let us down with iron fist yeah is nobody knew any martial arts and nobody was learning it yeah I am all for somebody going through training and being able to like learn those skills and even if they do a six month intensive before filming starts I'm good you put in the work I can make that you know leap in logic where I can take you have this tiny bit of skill I can pretend that you're this mystical master yeah yeah we didn't. We didn't do the homework with this show.
0: Yeah, that, that
1: is the biggest failing of the Marvel Netflix shows. Is Iron Fist.
0: Yeah, and it's sad because Defenders was so much better. Uh, mm-hmm. for me, I got an episode into, uh, Iron Fist, and I went. I've seen student films that look better than this, and that yeah. is the biggest insult you can give to a professional production. Yeah. And I'm like, you are filming in New York City. Why do you have the same three locations? (laughs) Okay. That just look crappy. And like and just the storyline for the first episode like didn't make any sense. I was like it
1: didn't. It was weird because Danny just showed up and he eventually gets better. Yeah. If you force yourself to watch the whole thing, you will not be proud of yourself, but you'll have done something with your life. (laughs) <laughs> um but yeah he he eventually gets way less irritating because he's like a petulant 12 year old in a young man's body mm. and he just he's like walking around barefoot and i'm like you lived long enough in society you understand that that's not correct
0: yeah like,
1: it's not like you were found as a baby and you've never been to the city before
0: yeah but i digress yeah, there was there was just too much there was a lot but yeah, Daredevil. Daredevil. Good, good, good character. Good, great. Um, good character, great yeah. show. Highly usually recommend it. Has,
1: usually has a very dark, traumatic past. Yep. Um, a lot of anger, a lot of Catholic guilt. Um, But a really fun character and a way that, like, his villains tend to either be mystical ninjas yep. or human beings that happen to be really good at something.
0: Yeah. He's called...
1: Yeah, he's not he's not going to be like up fighting aliens very often. He's not he's not fighting somebody who can like I don't know, a telepath. It's it tends to be really well-trained human beings.
0: Yes. Okay. So There's Daredevil, Daredevil. flipping over to Black Lightning who I will be reading a lot of my notes cuz Yes. I don't know a whole lot about this character. Crudy, thank God, has been watching okay. the TV show, so I kind of have, have someone started to...
1: I watching the show. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is this has been on my to-watch list for a long time, and I started binge-watching, and I'm already almost at the end of season two. So, like, it it is... Impressive. Good. It <laughs> is objectively... Like, I watch all the superhero shows, so it's like... Not too out of my forte, mm-hmm. but the acting in it is phenomenal, and it also well, it it has a lot of things going for it. There are a lot of black actors. Um, it has really strong ties to the community, where he is. Um, uh, Jefferson is mm-hmm. the main character. He is a high school principal, and he really cares about the kids, and so he is trying to protect them with his daytime persona and at the same time he's trying to protect his family at night gotcha. um, so with the show because that that is my strong point i haven't read a lot of the comics themselves but um in the show he was black lightning which was a lightning-based superhero um but he gave it up for his wife uh-huh. um, his wife was uh It would make her nervous, kind of like being married to a cop. She was never sure if he'd come home, that kind of thing. And he he wanted to prioritize his family, his girls and keep them safe. But in order to keep them safe, he has to pick the costume back up.
0: That makes sense. So
1: so it's it's a lot about him struggling with that identity, trying to get his wife back, trying to protect his girls, trying to be a good role model and teacher for the kids of his school. And, um, you have the arbitrary white guy that helps him with tech in like, like Alfred for mm-hmm. Batman in this case, um, it is a tailor who kind of, sort of adopted him as a kid and has a spy background. So he can just like hack stuff and also build super suits. Cause it's, it is a comic book when you get down to it. So of course this guy has like multifaceted powers. Of course. But um, the thing that I love the most about this show is it's not just one character headlining it. Mm-hmm. His daughters develop powers very early on in the series. Oh, good. So Black Lightning, um, he has two daughters. One goes by Thunder and the other goes by Lightning. And so they kind of embody the aspects of thunder and lightning thunder has like super strength and can kind of make these concussive waves of air and lightning like her father controls power but she generates it Mm. and he absorbs it so it's it's a lot of really interesting experiences there are a lot of shows out there where you find somebody developing powers and learning to deal with it but you don't usually see that in a family aspect. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. So I I am in the second season and everybody has sort of uh, come to terms with who they are. You know, there's, there's a bad guy. There's um, some gang um, storylines. There's um, there's actually talk of a spinoff show called painkiller Hmm. that deals with one of the teenage characters Um, so it's it's just it's been really interesting and I really enjoy the storytelling Mm -hmm. and the visual effects of this show it's I I do highly recommend it as for the character himself um he he was um Jefferson Pierce Black Lightning is a DC Comics character do you want to do your usual backstory yeah I got excited
0: ahead of ourselves. No, you you, by all means, you saved me a ton of time. So in the comics, (laughs) he was created by Tony Isabella and Trevor Von Eden. Uh Tony Isabella, of course, was the one of the main writers for developing Luke Cage. Uh so you see a lot of that crossover here. Mm -hmm. Um he his first comic came out in April of nineteen seventy seven. As Black Lightning number one, uh, he originally was from kind of the ghetto of Metropolis, uh, and has kind of a similar story in terms of acquiring how he acquired his powers to Electro, uh, the sweater, Spider- uh, the sweaterman and Daredevil villain, um, in that, you know, he basically had a like. You know, Electro fell into something and he got electrocuted, and thereby, like, general genetically enhanced eels, and that was how he got his. Here, it's more of a belt, but uh, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting uh, crossover in terms of character development. Um, yeah, uh, that is.
1: A difference with the show, yeah. Um, one of the things that the show does is they talk about um, human experimentation mm-hmm. and the fact that a vaccine that was supposed to help people was administered in a poor neighborhood. <laughs> um,
0: oh, so, yikes! Yeah. Yikes! So
1: basically, they they uh, they use it as a story that a vaccine was given to just kids, all these kids, any kid they could come across. Yikes. And um, most kids were fine. Some kids died. Some kids got superpowers. So Black Lightning is one. And then we're finding out that um, the superpowers are, are transferred genetically. So because he had them, he's transferred it onto his daughters. Interesting. So that's, that's a difference with the TV show um, where they, they try to lean a little uh, more into taking and twisting things. Things from actual history Mm. And applying them to the comic book world
0: Yeah Unfortunately History is Just shows us the worst of humanity at times
1: Yeah
0: Uh, So the original run only ran for 11 issues uh, Before uh, DC implosion In the late 80s Or not late 80s, late 70s Uh, And then He was kind of folded Into the Justice League Uh -hmm and that's kind of where he continued to go and then he's currently running with the outsiders which is a group that I've heard of but I haven't really read anything by them so not entirely sure about them but uh as you mentioned uh in the TV show he's a principal in the comics when Lex Luthor becomes president in the 2000 in 2000 he becomes secretary of education which is fascinating yeah um so he's got a couple of different things but he's currently running with justice league of america to a degree and then he has a a run in uh the new 52 when dc rebooted in 2011 uh and he's mostly battling blue devil um which is interesting uh and you get a bunch of kind of crime wave stuff. And then, again, they're trying to recruit him back into Justice League. So. Which,
1: honestly, that that's fun. Because we all know that I love the Arrowverse shows. Oh, yeah. This is how they brought him into the Arrowverse. Yeah. Um, Black Lightning had been around for, I think he was on his third season. Because we're on the fourth season now, like, in real time. Mm-hmm. And, um He only just got brought over in one of the, the crisis on infinite earths crossover. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that they intended to do before COVID happened was to create the justice, the justice society. And they build the clubhouse and they have like a logo on the wall for each of them. And they have one for black lightning. Gotcha. So until plans had to change because of filming protocols, yeah, um, yeah. that that is where they were going to go in Arrowverse. They were going to create the Justice Society and have a lot of crossover and and interplay there. Um, for the, the enemies, um, they do tend to go into more of like criminal organizations, mm-hmm. uh, but Tobias Whale is one of I think the most interesting bad guys that he faces and i just like the amazingness of casting dc is not usually so great at casting Uh but the fact that they have an absolute amazing actor marvin jones the third marvin condon jones (laughs) i'm not sure why um plays tobias whale And he is an albino African-American. Okay. Um, And the character is an albino African-American. And it's, he, oh my goodness. He is so sinister with his acting. It, like, he does menacing so well. He does creepy. He does just like, you think that this guy could literally be capable of violence. Uh But from everything I've seen, he's a very nice man. Nice. (laughs) And just- his his acting has been um one of the best parts of watching the show for me like i really enjoy the father-daughter interplay Mm -hmm. where the girls are learning about their powers they're kind of becoming a little superhero family team but i you gotta have a good villain to have a good show and he is definitely a good villain
0: gotcha all right i guess well that is our uh, comic history for this week uh right after these commercials we will be back with uh age of the rebellion we're diving into star wars because we couldn't help ourselves so we will see you guys (laughs) right after this hey there bounty honeys fans the llama here to let you all know that the honeys have an official merch store You can get merch from all your favorite honeys, plus you can get our very special Bounty Honeys charity shirt. The proceeds of that one go to whichever charity that the Bounty Honeys are currently supporting. The one we have coming up is to write love on our arms. And you can't leave the store without getting an official Team Llama shirt to let the world know that Kate Gaming is always sus. The merch link is in our official Discord server. It's either down in the description below, or if you're on Twitch, you can hit exclamation mark, Discord. We can't wait to see photos of all of you repping your favorite Bounty Honeys. What's up, everybody? It's
1: your girl, Kate Gaming here, from the Bounty Honeys, here to tell you about our Discord channel, where you can keep up with the latest Bounty Honeys news, including when the Comics Corner podcast, hosted by CrittyKate and Girl, is being live-recorded, when Swagga videos are released by the Llama and Kate, and when we are going live on our personal channels to join our discord check out the link in the description below.
0: And we're back. So, uh this week for our kind of main meet to the Threat. episode, yeah, that thing. Uh we are uh covering uh Star Wars comic. Uh they did a mini series several years ago called Age of the Rebellion where they have a uh kind of a i think it was a 10 or 11 issue run uh where they did one-offs on all of your favorite star wars characters uh, the one we're going to be talking about today is the overall special that focuses around three storylines uh ig88 being sassy yoda going to search for food <laughs> poor yoda is like green oh, <laughs> he's yellow instead of green Yoda,
1: you're so green even your lightsaber <laughs> and green screen picks him up
0: yeah. uh, and then um there's a great hilarious storyline between wedge and porkins uh
1: yeah, that poor guy
0: uh, I mean, poor honestly.
1: guy so sad uh so uh, May the 4th is coming up so we knew we wanted to do something Star Wars and uh, our good friend Paul Anthony from the Escape Podcast had recommended this run to us as um, just a nice little a one-off, you know, nothing too intensive to get into and the nice thing about this is each each ep- like each like issue is geared towards a character, so if you have a favorite character yeah. just read that one
0: yeah yeah, exactly. So we uh we start off this comic with uh IG eighty eight, no specifically eighty eight, which um yeah. not not IG eleven, uh from the Mandalorian, but IG eighty eight, uh, who goes through uh basically just being a bounty hunter and mm-hmm. uh during that time, uh we see a couple of people that he's hunting uh decide you know what if we kill him no one's going to come after us yeah <laughs> so they decide to uh blow up I G 88 and uh but they don't destroy his head which is oh wait
1: yeah always thank you the escape podcast we are we are very good friends <laughs> he always knows when to crop up and say hello <laughs> uh,
0: somebody jokes not going to happen anyways um so he's just going around you know gathering intelligence, yeah, and he gets uh he gets roughed up by the locals mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> he, some some uh prison escapees get the drop on him yeah, Destroy his body, yep, but take his head to um to like get the information out of it, yeah, basically collect bounties that he's already like killed people,
0: yeah. And so, okay. so they go through, and then he decides to <laughs> ha ha ha, ha. Uh, and he's like, "I've been preparing for this eventuality for forever." And just comes in with basically like a Terminator type body, and just yeah. gets it, picks up his head and sticks it on. And I'm like, "What am I watching? A Cyberman?" Uh, or reading? Not watching. Good lord, I can't think today. It's a comic book. I know. And that's the sad part because I'm like staring right at it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's it, the uh, the final scene
1: is is basically that Ig had set up these um, these pr- prison escapees. Mm-hmm. He knew that they would attack him. Yep, and he knew that they wouldn't destroy his head, so he stored enough information that they would take it to this specific place and try to collect a bounty. Yep. Creating a shootout between them and this crime syndicate that he would be able to go in and mop up the remainder. Yep. And collect the bounty on the whole lot of them. Like, just the strategy of this. It was very, you know, like, Wild westy. Yep.
0: Yeah. It, the, it was... It reminds... Well it reminds me a bit, if you've ever seen the, or, well, they were doing live versions of it, now it's just a podcast, of uh, the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and it's basically just an old-time radio show, and they have, you know, these bounty hunters on Mars basically going around, like, doing stuff. It's highly good. I, ha- I recommend you check it out, but, so we go for my g eighty eight To Yoda. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's on Dagobah. um,
1: Like my favorite story of the three.
0: Yeah. He's on Dagobah. He's like I need to rest. But I don't have any meat. Yeah. (laughs) So he just kind of goes out. Wandering throughout Dagobah. Kind of. Reminiscing. To a degree. Mm -hmm.
1: And kind of kind of contemplating his existence the fact that he's um like he's given up being an active jedi as part of his penance he won't use a lightsaber anymore yep um he he recognizes that he was prideful and that that led to the downfall he didn't see the dark side rising up he feels like he's at fault for everything yep and so he has imprisoned himself on dagobah
0: yes and, and this is i believe right before luke shows up if i remember correctly yeah,
1: like moments before and i'm gonna i'm gonna hold this up just the art is you might gorgeous yeah the art is just absolutely beautiful
0: it, it is This is st- stunning
1: yeah and and this is also um like comics always give you the ability to tell a story that you can't tell on film. Yeah. And j- this is one of the things. Like, this makes Dagobah feel more real than yeah. seeing it in Empire Strikes Back, you
0: know? Oh, hundred percent. And there there's a great moment where uh you know, he he's climbing up this cliff and he falls and he has this kind of flashback moment to uh falling in the senate chamber from uh, Revenge of the Sith and you know he's trapped under all these rocks and and we get this great moment of a Jedi is not his lightsaber not when he has the force as his ally Mm -hmm. and there's just it's so touching and there's such a great it's so great to be reminded of look we love the fancy moves we love the big epic lightsaber fights but at the end of the day the force is in us it lives through us it surrounds us and the jedi draw their strength from the force yep and so we get him lifting off the rocks and then immediately that's when we go into yeah. him meeting up with luke
1: yeah which just is... as he's reminded of his own place and that he has to he has to bring the the jedi Order back. He needs to bring it forward. He he was the last of his kind. Then Luke shows up, and just that one line. Um, it was okay. It says, um, "He sees in the boy a new hope." Yeah, and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah,
0: yeah." It, it it makes it makes the cheesy seem not so cheesy. Uh, mm-hmm. but speaking of cheesy, then we go into oh, bless their hearts. <laughs> <laughs> we kinda... this was like the comic relief section oh yeah well you had to have a touch of humor after the heaviness of that uh, um yeah. initial scene but then we get into Porkins and Wedge and we realize that Por- we learn that Porkins is the son of an Imperial pilot uh, and he uh, after a battle near Kashyyyk where they destroy a bunch of TIE fighter pilots uh, Biggs is like hey you need a vacation so they go off to yeah. this tropical paradise for like 12 days and I'm like you are in the middle of a war how can you s- and you're part of the rebellion how can you safely mm-hmm. go on vacation right now <laughs>
1: well that's, that's kind of exactly the point though too <laughs> they like they they have a run-in with an imperial officer yeah they have shenanigans
0: a great word but,
1: like at the at one hand Porkins is like feeling traumatized because he realized that he killed somebody and that was a real person who had a family yep. you know and so he's he's going through his own little existential crisis and they decided to get away from it all but as soon as they get back, they're just informed about all the people who died while they were gone. Yeah. Like, the, it the- was, yeah, Escape Podcast is saying the suspension of disbelief is key to enjoying all stories. Yeah. With this story, um, it was lighthearted and silly, but also quite depressing.
0: Yeah, it really was. Uh, which, you know, it is unfortunate, but. Uh it's also just kind of reminds you of like the great balance that is star wars you have the comic relief you have the heavy kind of punch you in the gut with emotion Mm moments but you also have you know just characters just trying to do their job and everybody's trying to stop them um and so you get all of this great balance uh and there's so many great and this reminds me a lot of a series that they're currently doing um, in the novels uh, from a certain point of view. And it basically tells, they've done A New Hope, they've done Empire Strikes Back. I'm sure they're planning on doing Return of the Jedi, uh, but it has not come out yet. And basically what it is, is telling these stories through side characters. So you Mm -hmm. get the captain of the Tantive IV. You get uh, the uh, uh, red R2 unit that blows a motivator, you know, and you see all of these different moments and it gives more depth and just kind of flushes out the storyline a little bit more and it just makes it better. Uh, And the audiobooks, I highly recommend because they bring in everybody, including, you know, my Ahsoka, uh, Ashley Eckstein. Uh, Yeah. And it's just, it's so lovely. And it just, it makes me happy. And they're just great little one-off stories. um, mm-hmm. And they're just so much fun. But I could go on and on and on and on and on about Star Wars because I am that nerd. Uh, yeah, as you- but
1: that's, that's exactly what this does for us. Yes. Um, may the 4th is coming up. Yep. And may you go forward and find some... Side story, a comic book. the The great thing about this medium, of the the books, the comics, um, and especially like just the TV shows that are coming out and building a richer universe for us to dwell in. This is gives you the opportunity to enjoy these side characters that don't get a lot of screen time. Yeah, you know it, not everybody can be a Ray, not everybody can be an Anakin. Yeah, but you can have a story all about a bounty hunter named IG-88 and he is an absolute badass in that comic it's only a couple of pages long it took me like 3 minutes to read yeah and it was so enjoyable it's great so i mean that get get into something where you can like read about your favorite imperial what was she a janitor
0: yeah <laughs> like you know
1: like um i we have tons of comics at the house because you know the hubs collects them and this just makes me want to delve into the captain phasma series and delve into the rest of this age of rebellion um it it just gives you like little little tiny snippets where there's no way they could justify making a film that spent 10 minutes just watching Yoda walk through a forest, you know? Yeah. You're never going to see that on film. But you get a comic book, and
0: it's beautiful. It's art. Give me a character. Give me a faction. You know, whether you are light side, dark side, fan of the Jedi or the Sith or hate both of them, I can give you a book within the extended universe that is about that storyline, you know. And I know people say that the extended universe is not canon. BS, the extended universe is the canon. It is what they are pulling from now. And it made me so mad when Kathleen Kennedy said, we don't have 30 years of comics to pull from. And I went, yes, you do. You have 30 years of books to pull from. Not all Mm -hmm. of them are great, granted. But you have phenomenal stories, whether it's, Heir to the Empire with Thrawn, whether it's the Darth Bane series, whether it's the Darth Plagueis series, Revit, you name it, it's good. But there is some weird stuff. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> there is some very. always sh- will be. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, and even the new High Republic stuff. I read the first book. I wasn't highly impressed with it, but it felt more like a screenplay rather than an actual book. So it was... And they... They introduced like forty characters in the span of twenty minutes. I was like, "Good lord, guys!"
1: Oh, that's too much.
0: Yeah, it was a no, lot.
1: You know, pick one and follow that person through.
0: Well, in the second book that they just came out with, "Into the Darkness," I think it was. Um, it's on my list to read. I'm in this like, oh hey puppy, uh, I'm in this Outlander hey, mood at the moment. But
1: thinking Star Wars, Boba.
0: Ah. Hey, Boba, he's a Hi, good Boba. boy. Yes, he are. Boba Mutt good girl. And there's Luke Paul Walker. Hey, Luke. Um, Hi. You know, there, there is... Even the new stuff that they're coming out with is good. And the thing that I like about the High Republic era is they have one inciting event, which is this explosion in hyperspace. And how does this interact with all of these books? And it's going through a through line, but unfortunately they're relying a little heavily on uh the um, supplemental material to make the films great you know i read uh Rise of skywalker the book and it was phenomenal and i wish that that had been what the film was unfortunately yeah. that was not possible due to carrie fisher passing so i have high hopes going forward that star wars will be better within the films uh within the tv show it's already phenomenal um, even though yeah. I am highly critical of things like The Mandalorian, as Paul can attest to, uh, the only perfect episode of that entire show is the Ahsoka episode. Um, hmm. it is just absolutely perfect. But we've got, but Bad, we've Batch got com- Bad
1: Batch coming up. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: I'm so excited. Um, so we've got a lot of fun things coming up. Um, uh, Stay tuned for more news about our charity stream. Uh, As we get plans and people coming in finalized, uh, we're going to have a bunch of different content creators hanging out all day. We're going to do a very special episode of Comics Quarter featuring the four of us. We will be discussing the Star Wars Rebels comics, uh, which I actually have to read. Uh, Yeah, same here. But super excited Um, about that
1: join our discord and give us some ideas of things that you want to see we're going to be playing a lot of games and hanging out with some great people yep um but give us some suggestions on things you want to use as like um redeemable rewards um milestones to hit things like that yep and then for comics corner for the next couple of weeks we've got some guests lined up so um definitely come hang out with us next week
0: yep we uh We've got uh, our good buddy Deadpool Kyle next week, which we will be talking about Deadpool. Uh, Surprisingly, su- surprise! I know, yeah, shocker. Yeah, uh,
1: I asked him who he wanted to cover. It didn't even cross my mind.
0: <laughs> so that'll be a fun episode. Uh, if you're in our Discord server, drop us some questions if you if you that you would like him to answer uh, or you can uh, tag him at his wonderful tag uh, DP Carol Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) we will see you guys next week for all of those shenanigans Uh, stay safe out there go get your vaccine stay geeky and we will see you next time have a good week